0: Good morning, everyone. We're on Zoom again <laughs> Everybody's excited about that i can- I can tell this morning. but one thing that's reminded me of is I sure like when we worship together. uh It's just uh really nice to know that my voice can be hidden with a multitude of others. Worship sounds so much better when we're together <laughs> um It's been an interesting week, I think, for lots of different reasons for people. Um, we've got people that are just coming out of COVID. We've got people that have COVID. We've got people that uh, may have been exposed to COVID and they don't know yet. Um, we've got one thing that makes every week interesting is what we hear people think and say. Um, if you, if you watch the news and so, I think every week now, probably for the rest of our lives, we'll have something to ponder and lean into God about what in the world is going on. So um today's message is one that about 75 percent of the hearers are not here. <laughs> and it was directed at them with a little bit and in, in, with you in mind. But at the same time, had we been together, I think. Um, being the older generation and so much desiring to see God's faithfulness from generation to generation. We, we are more than happy to, uh, listen to things that maybe, maybe are things that we have walked in or we've known for a long time. And that may be the case in the things that I share this morning, but, uh, I think for most of us, we can, we can just be encouraged sometimes and, Thinking, oh, that stuff, we've been doing that for years. It, you can just look back and say, you know what? God, God has really brought me along because we've all been in places as a 10 year old or a 17 year old, you know, when, um, when the walk with Christ was a new thing, uh, and there are new things to learn and there are new things to overcome. You know, I was, I was encouraged last night for whatever reason. I was privy to be on this email chain with the staff people back and forth that just got longer and longer and later and later. <laughs> but, um, I thought to myself, I'm really encouraged in, in spite of a, a place that, um, really had the potential and probably was in some ways discouraging because a huge effort went into planning for this camp. And wanting to see it culminate with, uh, the weight and vision that they had. Um, the, the whole thing was truncated before the, 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 the grand part. Uh, and they really were off to a great start. And yet the people that are staffing the, um, the Crosswave team, they responded as, as mature people. And I was just encouraged by that because I, I just thought to myself, you know, a lot of things that we try to teach this younger generation, uh, I think we all have learned it's kind of like parenting. Um A lot of it is more caught than taught. And I think they were able to at least see uh in action, what do you do when things don't go like you think it will? What do you do when you really should be and can be very discouraged that there's a big unexpected turn, even by the leadership. And the, I, I just felt from the, from listening to the, and reading the, the text that while well, they're really leading this, this team in a way that, uh, they at least, uh, left with a positive attitude. And I read a couple of texts where some of them had a meltdown after they got home and maybe today and maybe tomorrow and maybe next week, but, that's just part of a new people walking with God, new, newfound faith. And so, uh, it's not always caught the first time, but when it's mentored and, and shown that way, uh, we all can be encouraged. God's really at work and he's faithful from generation to generation. And so I just really, um, am encouraged by that. Although it didn't get to end like we all had hoped it would. We didn't get to. We didn't get to, to kind of be what Paul wrote to the, the Romans in, in his letter of them. He said that he would be encouraged together while with you, each of us by the other's faith, both yours and mine. And so that was my big hope that we would be encouraged. Oh yeah. We've seen that. We've seen that, that, that song before, or we've seen that skit before, but but we haven't seen it with those new faces.
1: And that's the thing to
0: remember when you see Crosswave come, you know, we don't see it every year, but the years that we do for as, as long as we've been a church, it's like, yeah, well, they've been doing that for years. Well, it kind of works. And what you have to see is there are new faces. There are new kids. And God's being faithful. He is, He's given them an excitement and hopefully that excitement will will, you know, it will come into a place of um, a lifestyle because you can't live off excitement. God loves us so much that he's not going to keep us on the mountaintop all the time. And even we had to learn that, you know, growing up as as new Christians. And so uh, I just wanted to kind of give that um, opening totally different from what it was going to be. But I wanted you to know how encouraged I was by. By just watching via text, uh, the staff that God's entrusted to those young people and, uh, you know, the faithfulness to show them what do you do when things don't go quite like you'd hoped? What do you do in things where you've invested so much time, uh, and energy and planning, uh, and you just didn't quite get to the end that you thought was going to be the end. And so, um, Maybe, maybe one day we'll get to see that. So the message is really simple. Hey Preston. Yeah. Julie just prompted me that said, uh, can you turn your volume up a little bit?
1: I yeah, can't exactly. hear you. Uh, yeah. One of the, one of the songs we were going to do today was, is called When Everything Falls Apart.
0: <laughs> well, it does. It just <laughs> does. <laughs> <laughs> So you, there know, you go. so um, and we all have been- been through times like that it may and it may be unexpected, it may be an un, unexpected death, it may be unexpected illness, it may be an unexpected thing with our jobs um But God allows those things for for a for a purpose, and so I have this very deep two-point message to give you all, and I hope that it's something that you can, you can grasp. So there's two points. The point number one is sometimes I'm up, and point number two is sometimes I'm down, Uh, and you know, there's a a point two and a half, which I probably won't go into, but usually we're between the two in some way, and so I want to, I just want to talk about what it's like when, when we're up, when we're encouraged, when we're motivated, when we're full of faith and we're excited about what God's doing, whether it be in me personally or in my group or in the people I see around me or even in a nation. So what are we supposed to do? How are we, how are we really supposed to respond when we're, when we're encouraged? And what are we to do when we're encouraged? Well, One thing we should never forget is we should know that it is the Lord that's working. Uh, It's not our spiritual prowess. It's God who is working. He is gracious and out of his loving kindness, he is ever drawing us to himself. Philippians 2.13 says, for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. So, first of all, when we're encouraged, be encouraged because it's God who is at work in you. Uh, It may be through another person. Um, It may be, um, depending on your maturity, seeing him work in another person. That's one of the hard ones sometimes. It takes a while for us to learn that we can be encouraged because we see God working in some Someone even if um he doesn't seem like he's doing very much in us um but usually we can be encouraged because of his word, uh and so it's one of the things that we have to learn is to be faithful to read his word um, so know that he's working how we how would you respond to that when we're encouraged we're to re- We're to re- praise the Lord for his goodness. And to thank him for his steadfast love, for his presence, and for the word that's encouraged us. You know, he gives us renewed hope. Sometimes it's just to bless us. You know, things don't have, these kind of things, they don't have to be rare. They don't have to be infrequent. They don't have to be spaced uh, spaced apart on God's calendar. Oh, every six days I want to make sure this guy's encouraged, you know. A lot of times it really depends on us. Like, how often do we read our Bible? How often do we give God a chance to encourage us? Um, He gives us those time for refreshing and for growth. Um, and you know, it's, it's not just the experience. It's, it's that desire for His presence. And when He sees that, the lights in to draw us to himself. Uh, and like I said earlier, we have all got to learn to read our Bible. Not to just say and check it off, it's on the checklist today. Read my Bible. Oh I did it. I can line through that or put two checks by it. Uh, this is what the Bible says for whatever was written in earlier times was written for our instruction, so that through perseverance and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. Uh, And hope is that thing that keeps us going forward, looking forward to the thing yet to be realized. Um, So that's what we're to respond. But what are we supposed to do with that encouragement? Well, we're supposed to share it with others and encourage them. Um, and by loving them in the best way at the time. You know, it takes, it takes, it takes a little, I was thinking about this today, today and this week as I've been pondering this message. It takes practice to love people in the best way at the time. You know, if you're really encouraged and you run up to somebody that you know, which is just really in a bad place and you just share them all the things God's done for you and you're all so excited about it, and you grab them by both arms and you look them out. Doesn't that make you feel better? Well, absolutely not sometimes. How do they need to be loved at the time? You know, it's, it's a matter of being really led and taught of God's spirit. What does that person need right now? How do they need to be encouraged? Uh, and so, uh, we, we learn that a lot of times by mistake and a lot of times it just takes practice. So that's one of the things that we're to do when we're encouraged. We look for opportunities for God to encourage us. And the other thing we're to do when we're encouraged is to go out with the operative part of that word to go out with courage to do the next thing. And the next thing might be something that's absolutely routine, but there's a newfound strength to do it. Or it may be something very special. It may be something so special that we don't feel like we can do it. God's calling us higher in it. You know, we, we kind of sung about it this morning and we've been told all our walk with cross, Christ, and even before, sometimes before we yet know him, if you're a kid and you, and you've grown up in the church, he is at work all around you. He's promised never to leave you or forsake you. His eye is on you. Of course his eye is on you. But it doesn't feel like it sometimes. His eye is even on those who are yet to believe in him, those that he's called. So if that's the case, his eye is certainly on those that are already his children. But I don't know about you, but there have been lots of times in my life where I don't see him doing anything. I don't even, I don't feel anything. I mean, I'm doing what I think I need to do, and nothing seems to be happening. Nothing seems to be going right. And so you say, well, what what difference is it? Why keep trying? You know, and we can continue just to slide down that mental path, and then it becomes a part of, of our lifestyle, and we just kind of grow further and further away from God. And we will find ourselves in this place of, but sometimes we're down. You know, I, there's a, a, a song that I've come to love. It's a really sad song. It's a lament almost. It's, it comes out of Psalm 30. Um, I'm sorry, Psalm 130. Uh, and, uh, I sent it to my brother David when, when he was really, really struggling with, uh, just the whole health thing he was going to. With just with the prayer that I hope this thing is hand, hand, get, getting to him at the right time. Because you, know, you can send things sometimes to people, and it's just not the right time. But Psalm 130 starts out like this. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. Lord, hear my prayer. And I think we've all we all walk with the Lord long enough to know that we've all been there or close to there, you know. Um It's not even like we know we need to pick up the Bible. We know we need to read the Bible, um, but he just hadn't spoke to us. What difference does it make? You know, and so until we can pick it up, because just as the verse said earlier, he gives us the desire to do what pleases him. And so it's the encouragement of his word that gives us part of that desire. So that particular um Psalm, Psalm 130, you know, out of the depths, I cry to you, O Lord, Lord, hear my prayer. It goes on and it says, Um, uh, wait a minute, let me, let me just look it up real quick because I'm, I'm going to skip part of the song itself.
1: more than those who wait for the morning
0: i wait for you o lord now that can mean a lot of things and you can you can uh, wait for the morning because you're so excited because you've got something planned and you've been looking forward to it but if you're crying out of the depths generally it's been one of those nights where I just haven't slept very well and I am tired of wallowing in the bed and I've gotten up and it's three o'clock and I just wish morning would come more than those that wait for the morning because I just want the next day to start. You know, I wait for the Lord. There's an anticipation and a need for the, for the morning to come. And so, um, there's just this hope. That God gives to you. And I just really encourage you to, to, to read that song, uh, that psalm and, and just kind of put it in the back of your mind for those times when like, like things are just not going like you thought they would, you know, you might not be in the depths, but you know what you need to do. You need to wait on the Lord. You need to wait on the Lord. And sometimes, you know, I've been waiting 10 minutes. I remember when I was sick with COVID, you know, I was laying in that chair over there. I I said, Lord, don't you see me? So he's so gentle. He said, yeah, I see you. Aren't you going to do anything about it? He said, I am doing something about it. And I'm like, "Okay, I'm just going to leave that where it is because he's working on something that's more than me just getting to feel better. And so we've got to learn to wait on God. And, and trust Him. Most of us have walked with God long enough that we know that we need to do that. But boy, having the patience to do it sometimes is, um, a little bit challenging. Uh, you know, maybe things right now are going well for you, but, um, how encouraged are you about how influential the church is with the culture in America? Now, uh, if we're honest with each other, uh, we can kind of get discouraged about that. Like the Lord is absolutely nothing because we don't have any influence. And we're a lot like, um, like the people of Israel being exiled. You know, the culture is ex- almost exiling. But we're, we're living in a culture that is absolutely different from our beliefs and our hopes and our desires. And, And so we we can be down at some level or another. And so what do we need to do in that place, especially for those of us that are walking with the Lord? Well, as hard as it it is, we need, need to do the same thing as when we are encouraged. Know and believe that God is working. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. Um And somehow or another, we have to come to that place where we thank God for his steadfast love. every place I read in the Bible where people are discouraged um or a prophet is talking about um just how bad things are with the with the people of israel uh He remembers. And he calls the people to remember that they're a covenant people. That God's loving kindness will see them through that. I, I remember, and I think Bill, you might have um, mentioned this months ago, but I was rereading, um, let me find this again because it's not in my notes. Um I was you read through the book of Lamentations, and it's that's what it is. It's a lament about. How dire the situation is in, in, by, of the people of Israel, how they've just forsaken God in every way and how he is in the place of judging them and forsaking them. And then in the middle of it is this, I'm going to read this to you. Um, remember my afflictions and my wandering, the wormwood and bitterness. Surely, my soul remembers and is bowed down within me. This I call to mind. Now, in this place, this I call to mind, therefore I have hope. Well, what does he call to mind? What's in the next verse? This I recall to mind, therefore I have hope. The Lord's loving kindness indeed never ceases. For his compassion, Never fails. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. We got to coach yourself out of that place. Therefore, I have hope in him. In the middle of five or six chapters of despair and lament, that's what it says. That's what it says in Lamentations. When I think about God, who he is, what he's done for me, I have hope that he's not going to forsake
1: me. Um,
0: what else do you need to do when you're in that place? Read the Bible. Because it says through perseverance and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. And so he calls us to persevere. Sometimes he lets us find dry places to see if we will. Um, that is where our faith, our faithfulness is really tested. That's where we bring glory to God. Um, when we walk in that place and the people around us see, gosh, that guy is, he's persevering, even in the place that he finds himself. The scriptures will give us hope. It will turn us back to the Lord. What else can we do when we're in that place? Share where we are with, with others, our need. Be honest and transparent and trust God. You know, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna point out, I don't think she's on today, but in one of the, um, prayer meetings a few weeks back, we're talking and, and Penny comes on, And she says, I, I'm just not feeling, I'm just not feeling it tonight. You know, I know I should feel a certain way. My head tells me and my heart, but I'm, I'm down. Well, you know, so we, what did we do? We gathered around her and encouraged her. But if we don't know you're in that place and you just mask it and you don't tell anybody, you know, there's not a lot of people that really work through the word of knowledge anymore. You know, unless you're around somebody long enough and you see their head is dragging the ground, you might figure it out, but we just have to be honest with one another. We also need to learn to be like David. I don't know if you remember the story of, of him. He, he, he left his country because of Saul. Chasing him to kill him. He finally goes to fight with the Philistines. Um, they kick him out at the very time they're going to fight the Jews. Ah, maybe God's protecting David. Uh, he comes back. Um, he'd been living in Ziklag. He took all his, his soldiers. He'd gone away. Um, and he comes back and some, some tribe had raided his town and taken all it, all his possessions and all the women of him and his six hundred soldiers, and he comes back to this. Okay, uh, and so that all the rest of his band are ready to kill him. They're so uh, upset because their wives are gone, their possessions are gone, and David is all by himself. And in the and the Bible says, "And David strengthened himself in the Lord." Well, what did? How did he do that? It doesn't tell us. It doesn't tell us how he did it, but I am sure that he remembered the promises that were made to him by Saul. He remembered uh, the songs that he had written about God's loving kindness and his faithfulness. And so when you're strengthened, you're encouraged. You have courage to do the next thing. And that's what he did. He took his men and they went and they found their possessions and and their people. one of the things I was going to share with the, uh, with the Crosswave team was, um, the story of Hadassah, which, um, I think most of you know that story. There's the Old Testament book that's, that's named after her. It's called Esther at the time, but I, I don't think I need to go through all the things that are there, but it's an interesting book. Um, if you go through, Mary could do give you the point by point things, but you know, there's a king there. The king got drunk um after a, a six-month party. And he, he then had another seven-day party. And his wife said, well, I'm going to have a seven-day party for the women. And so he wanted to show off her beauty. And she refused to come. And so that made him really, really angry, embarrassed him. And it just was about to make a social upheaval in the whole country. Because women don't do that. And here the queen has done it. And now what if all the other women decide they're going to be that way towards their wife? Uh, not their wife, but their husbands. And um so in the great wisdom of his counselors, they said, we need to we need to make her an example. So Queen Vashti was banned from coming to see him anymore. And there was a search, as you know, for uh, another queen. And so they didn't go out and just find uh one person or two people. They they found hundreds of beautiful young girls to come uh and be uh let's say interviewed and they got a year to get ready for that interview with beauty treatments and all kinds of things. Now you gotta look at the that one of the girls, her name was Esther, of course. Um, uh, she was taken Taken means she was taken out of her her culture uh, she and her older older cousin who uh became the one that took care of her cause not only was she taken out of her culture she was also had no father or mother now this is a young lady that had a lot going against her um but Mordecai was going to be the one that um looked after her as a daughter. And so she listened to what he had to say and he said, don't, don't reveal, you know, your nationality or anything. Well, we know all know the story. Um, after all the interviews, all the time, each girl had one, one time with the, with the king. Um, every girl got to tell what they wanted to take in with the king. Whatever they wanted, that that's what they were given. So here we have Esther comes up. She's listened to Mordecai. And now she listens to Haggai, the the one who's over all the way, and asks him, what should I take? And so he gives her counsel. And that's what she takes in. Well, along with that and the fact that she was beautiful, you know, in form and face, she eventually became the queen. Um, there are lots of more circumstances if you walk through this story, and Haman and Mordecai eventually change change places in the span of a couple of days. Later on, um, the point here is, in this story is that um, in no other book in the whole Bible, except this book, God is never mentioned. Even when, even when Esther uh, asked for support to do the thing that she had to stand up and do at some point, which was to go in to see the king without being invited, which he just did not do, um, she had the whole support of her nation and she asked them to fast, which they fasted, um, in the Bible doesn't even say they prayed. The word prayer is not even in that story. The word God is not even in that story. And so what we find as, as she's thrown into this situation, we really find God really is at work. And I, I, I like to call this the silent sovereignty of God. Doesn't look like he's working, but God is absolutely working. He's always working. He's always working, Um, you know, there's a verse in the Bible that says the Lord continues always to have his eyes continue, continuing to watch both the evil and the good. His eye is on everything. Uh, And so, you know, when it doesn't look like he's doing anything, when it doesn't look like in our case. Nothing is really happening on the grand scale of the church in America. God's at work. He is at work and we have to trust him and believe him. Our, our part is to do what the, the nation of Israel did to support Esther. They, they prayed. They prayed. Even though it doesn't say they prayed, they did pray. They fasted and prayed. And so we have to believe that God is at work. And that work is mainly in his people right now. But there'll come a time when, just like with Esther, we got to step up and we've got to address the culture. We've got to be brave to speak the truth, learn how to speak it in love. Um But when you're young in the Lord, the thing to remember is Obey those that are wiser than you, that are older than you in the Lord. Look for instruction when you get in a situation that you're not sure quite how you should do. And remember that he is at work both to will and to do his good pleasure. He has begun a good work in you will see it to perfection. He is faithful and he is looking for us to reflect that in our own lives. You know, it's, we're all looking for that day that we end well and we can hear well, good, well done, good and excited, well done, good and encouraged, well done, good and faithful. He's faithful and true and he wants us to be the same way. And so I just would encourage us, um, this morning, as I've tried to <laughs> I've been way off script for most of this message, but uh I feel like it's what God has to say for us. And I, I want to end with this closing prayer out of Hebrews 1320. As a prayer for us, um may, may the may the God of grace who brought up from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, that's us and ratified an eternal covenant with his blood. May he equip you with all you need for doing his will. May he equip you with all you need for doing his will. May he produce in you through the power of Jesus Christ every good thing that is pleasing to him. All glory to him forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for your patience. I trust God uh, had something to speak to each one of you today because He loves His pe- He loves His people. He loves you as His child, and He is always drawing us to Himself, and always wants to talk with us. Not always just to teach, but just to be with us. And sometimes we need to just learn to wait on the Lord. And then give him time to speak when he shows up. God bless you, and Bill. I'll turn it back over to you.
1: Thank you, Preston. I wrote down one question that you that you offered. What do you do when you've been when when you have been encouraged? And I was thinking. Well,
0: was that encouragement? Did Lord encourage me just for me that I'd feel good about myself or good about what's going on, or did he encourage me for for something more than that, and I
1: think you answered that. But um,
0: we are we are encouraged that we might be encouragement to others, and that encouragement might spread as the gospel is spread. Um, but I was curious as to whether other thoughts or comments anybody'd like to share.
1: One thing comes to mind. I'm quite sure that when God saved us and brought us out of darkness. He never said, well, I sure am glad I chose you because I know that you'll be faithful now for the rest of your days. (laughs) Because it's not going to happen. You're going to fall on your face and he knows you're going to fall on his face. And he didn't choose you because of some great strength in you. Because there wasn't any. And it's just we need to keep in mind that he knows when we fall. That he's not shocked, he's not wringing his hands, and he's not running in the other direction saying, okay, you had your chance, and that's it. It's a forever thing. Yes. It's just like when Jesus told the disciples, you know, you didn't choose me, but I chose you. Mm-hmm. And he chose us knowing all of the what we are like, which is not a pleasant topic to go into. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. we just need to keep in mind, he knows our frailties. And he knows the things that uh, we struggle with and everything else. So it's just a matter of fixing your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of your, of your faith. And knowing that if you can just remember how gracious God has been to you so many times over the whole, all of your life. And just fix your, your, your thoughts on him. And see in his face and not your own, you can walk it because he's still holding on to you forever.